Hello, everyone, and welcome to Totally Your Pride Was Always Cool, a podcast with a dark secret. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined, as always, by your friend and mine, Molly. Hi, it's me, Molly. Hello, hello. Uh, we got Luke with us. Oh, don't mind me. I'm just over here mopily stuffing my clothes in my knapsack. Yeah. Wait, Luke, are you, are, you, are you leaving? Are you leaving? What does it look like? Uh, looks like you're packing your clothes, man. It's wrong! <laughs> Is it because we're doing a podcast? It's wrong! Um, I really hope that nothing comes of the subplot and he just goes home and nothing happens. <laughs> I'm guessing that's where that's going. <laughs> and that, like, none of this stuff with that lady killing her husband gets resolved. <laughs> the way, <laughs> it's just the a way different the show. husband dies is so fucking funny. It's so funny. You just hear a crash off screen. You're like, I guess I have to assume he's dead now. <laughs> And just like, uh, like a long drawn out. <laughs> Luke, what have you been doing this week? Uh, I've been playing some of that Citizen Sleeper. Oh yeah, I uh, started it up, and then I saw the dice, and I was like, I can't do this right now. I got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, Citizen Sleeper is a narrative driven video game from I don't remember who, but it's a pretty good one. It's on Game Pass. It's on the Xbox Game Pass. You can play it, you know, right now without paying any additional dollars if you're subscribed to that particular service. It's free money. It's free money. Uh, it is um, very much... It feels like a game that was, like, inspired by Disco Elysium. I don't know how true that is. That's but what it like, looked like when I opened it. Even the layout of the screen with, like, the block on the right where the text scrolls up in, like, it's, it looks like Disco Elysium. Yeah. But I mean, you know, there's only I'm not so many that ways. That's a negative. To do that. Listen, my main thing, my main takeaway from playing that game was, boy, I wish like a hundred games ripped this off. And hey, one down, ninety-nine to go, baby. <laughs> have you have you finished? Yes. Uh, Citizen Sleeper. So it's pretty short then. Uh, yeah, I. You could finish it in one sitting, but it'd be a long sitting. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think it probably takes I don't know eight or nine hours to finish. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, the idea is you are what's called a sleeper, which means that somewhere far away, a human has uh, signed a contract to be put in a medically induced coma, or I think they even say, like, cryogenic stasis. And basically, they, like, dream of being a robot that is, like, linked up to them. Or maybe it's just, like, they call you, like, an emulated consciousness, so it's like they're capturing that person's brain, like, their brain activity and, like, uh, mirroring it in the robot body. So, Jade Bot situation. 
Yeah, kind of a jade bot situation. Sure, sure, sure. A what or, now? Uh, a jade bot. Ashley's referring to the robot that Grandpa Harley builds for his uh, beloved granddaughter Jade Harley oh, in the okay. webcomic Homestuck. I forgot about the jade bot. <laughs> I'm talking about some shit that don't matter. <laughs> well, no, it's really just foreshadowing for the Aradia bot, which matters so much more. That doesn't matter at all. Well... <laughs> A lot of things in Homestuck well, matter and don't matter at the well, same time. Uh, that's that's really just setting up for Lil Hal, the most mattering character. Lil Hal? You don't remember Lil Hal? I remember Lil Cal. Right, Lil Hal. He's the sunglasses. Oh! The, yeah. <laughs> that was stupid. I've locked so much of that away, and for my own good, really. I never can. It'll forever take up so much space in my brain. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> I, just for fun, sat down the other day and realized I can still name, like, nine out of twelve Dancesters. <laughs> I'm oh, not that what the far. Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta get that brain check, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no it's good. It's terminal, sadly. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you, got, you, you got Matuna, Latula. Cankry. Okay, no, shut up and talk about ah! Citizen Sleeper if you're going to talk about anything. I'm shutting yeah. you down if you keep talking about this. <laughs> That's entirely fair. Uh, <laughs> you let people tell you about Homestuck once, never again. Once. <laughs> no, Citizen Sleeper, um, so yeah, you are this robot who is, like, kind of a person. You're certainly not treated like you're one, though, and you're on, like... Like, the, the setup to the game is you were on, like, a mining colony or something, and you and some other sleepers decided to try to escape... And you sort of stowed away on a freight ship. Uh, and you're the only one who survived. And you wake up on this weird space station called The Eye. That's like this just decaying space station out in the middle of nowhere. That like used to be run by some other mega corporation. But it's got like taken over by people like years and years and years ago. And it's just uh, you trying to kind of make a life on this space station. And... Because you have an artificial body and they want you to, like, not be free, they built you so that you, like, continuously decay. Uh, like, I think there's a doctor early on that explains it. It's kind of like when a person who receives an organ transplant rejects the transplant, but it's all your body parts gradually rejecting one another and you need to take this drug to keep that from happening. Mm. But also the company that built you and wants you to die is the only person that makes that drug. So mm, this is going to be a problem for you, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that the way. Ain't that the way. Um, it's also, like I said, kind of disco elysium me in the like narrative presentation stuff. You're not like walking around clicking on stuff in the same way. It's more like pulled out. Um, it also feels like it's borrowing a lot from like, uh, like powered by the apocalypse RPGs. It's a lot of like, you wake up in the morning and you roll a bunch of dice, and those dice are like actions you can spend today. And like, obviously, higher rolls are better, but like, you go and like, you slot a dice into an activity, and it's like, okay, if it's a six, it's guaranteed to be positive. If it's uh, four or five, there's like 50 50 positive or neutral. If it's a like, what, a three, it's like 50% neutral, 25% positive, 25% negative. One or two, it's it's like 50% neutral, 50% negative. Um, so, you know, 
you wake up in the morning and you roll a bunch of ones and twos, and you're like, well, fuck, what am I doing today? Like, what do I do today? What, which things can I afford to fuck up today? <laughs> uh, because the number of dice you get is also dictated by a meter that drains a little bit every day that can only be refilled by getting that drug that's very hard to come by. Uh, and then also, you have, like, a hunger meter that ticks down every morning. And if that gets empty, that health meter ticks down faster than it does otherwise. Yeah. So, like, at minimum, you need to, like, be getting uh, food and drugs to keep yourself alive. And then, as you're trying to do that, wouldn't you know it, you get pulled into a bunch of uh, side stories with other characters that have different needs and wants and... Sometimes they want to work with you. Sometimes they'll threaten you to make you help them out. It's, it's just a wild, wild universe out there. One crazy right, space just, station. I'm just looking and nodding and like, all right, don't need to play this one. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually you learn how to hack, uh, and you can like, you know, dip into like the fucking dataverse side of the space station. But there's just some real unpleasant fellas out there that will uh, hurt you if you hack too many times. Can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really cool game. I had a lot of fun with it. I didn't... The way it ended for me felt a little anticlimactic, but I think part of that also is that it's very open-ended, and I feel like I got like what should have been the really poignant final moment way too early, and then had a bunch of other random shit to wrap up. It's like, well, hold on. If I'd, ra- if I'd ended on that other thing, that would have been a way better like period on the end of a sentence than any of this stuff. Well, yeah. that- what are you gonna do? But uh, I really enjoyed it, and yeah, if you have Game Pass, fucking you know, if you have Game Pass and you're not Ashley, you should try it out. I might eventually. I yeah. I booted it up, and I'm like, I don't have the brain for this today. I just can't. That's fair. That's fair. I will say, uh, the like managing resources stuff gets pretty easy past like the early game. Like early on, it's like, oh god, how am I gonna get enough money to afford all my shit? Uh, fuck. And by the end of it, I had the, like, money, like, 999 doubt. Ah, yes. Pray 2017. (laughs) I have all the money. I've got, like, my stat, every stat maxed out. I've got fucking, like, that drug that's really hard to get early on. I have six uh, vials of it. And also, I have a skill that lets me heal myself without the drug. So those are really just for emergencies (laughs) anyway. Yeah, sure. (laughs) <laughs> so uh it gets it gets friendlier it gets friendly it almost gets too friendly for my taste at the very sure. least like it was fun trying to be like oh god what am i gonna do and i was like well what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna click on five things then go to sleep and wake up and click on five more things you're saying really i should just it. play pathologic instead of this i mean if you're gonna ask me if if you're gonna ask me if Pathologic 2 is a better or worse game than Insert Game Here, I'm gonna say better. Yeah, I know you're gonna say Pathologic. I know. Yeah. I know this. Uh huh. Now, it is sounds like it's got the same better vibes. than Kentucky Route Zero? That's the only one where I'd be like, hmm, kind of a toss up. I think right now I'd say Pathologic, though. God, I love Pathologic. Uh, yeah, similar vibes in the sense of like you have all these different things that you're juggling and like trying to manage, and you. Pathologic very much is, well, you cannot have everything you want, yeah. so you better decide, like, which limb you're safest cutting off, idiot. Right. Anyway, that's me. Okay, Ashley. Uh, so, I have, uh, kept, uh, watching Mystery Science Theater. I just caught up with their, uh, new season. I watched the, all three episodes that they have out right now. 
Uh, and yeah. I've really been enjoying that. Uh, I like both new hosts. Because uh, that's one of the big things for this one is that they're going to have uh-huh. uh, multiple hosts, including getting the first guy back. Okay, okay. That's cool. Yeah. I think. And yeah, he, he's been like the director of the last like couple of things, so. Sure. I don't know anything about these guys, so. I will simply believe you when you say it's a good thing. Thank you. I believe Ashley when she tells me anything because she's my dear friend and I love her. Uh, yeah, those things too, but I don't believe her about half the shit. <laughs> Just a healthy. I'll be like Molly. This movie is good, and you're like, mm. <laughs> and I say, how long is it? <laughs> I did watch a movie called The Sand Pebble, uh, that was like three hours long, and like I was like, what? I was like, all right, but I, I want to watch it. Okay. And I watched it, and I was like, man, this, like, this is a good movie. And, like, it, you know, it's like, I've, I've gotten a full story here. And then I look, and there's still, like, half the movie left. I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'm good, though. <laughs> uh, you know why? They have the full movie done, 90 minutes, easy. Cut it. <laughs> Let's see, aren't you, fa- like, wait, the movie's, like, done. What could they possibly be doing with those other 90 minutes? No. I, I looked it up. Okay. Uh, and it was just like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> sure. Um, basically, I like all everything instantly goes extremely wrong. Right. Yeah, I'll say and, you know for me, n- just about nothing better than oh, this feels like the ending. Wait, there's how much more time left? Oh God, what's gonna happen? This is the end of the movie, isn't it? That's a good feeling to me. Oh no! I didn't love the first half of the movie enough to like be like, oh, like you know, where will these characters go? Right, right, right. It was mostly I was mostly in it because I got to see a Japanese man playing a Chinese man, (laughs) which you know, not great. Sure. Uh, Mako, the guy who eventually would voice uh, Iroh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Beat up a big, loudish American sailor. Oh, sure. I'm like, that's good. Cool. And then I looked and I'm like, well, the communists are going to hang him in the next scene. And I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been playing uh, some games. I'm still playing Into the Gungeon, but like, I'm, I'm nearing the end of it, so I my. Uh, interest has drifted to other <laughs> other lands. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I I I played some SSX. I don't know why. <laughs> the not the original. The like grittier reboot. I what? I didn't realize there was they a did a grittier gritty... SSX reboot. Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> this was after Tricky, and so it still has like all of like. The stuff where you, like, get off of your board and, like, do, like, wild moves. Uh-huh. It's, it's all about, like, you're going down, like, like the, the toughest mountains in the world. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and it's very, like, not 
it's not as cartoony as like the previous one where it's like your characters are guy with big afro and girl in like you know a really short like you know crop top mm-hmm. um like everyone is like made to look like very realistic and stuff and it's like oh and this one like you're so high up that you have to have an oxygen tank uh-huh sure uh and like that's the whole thing is that you need to like and like you need to like work on the time so that you don't black out in midair <laughs> mm. Mm. and it's like yeah i guess <laughs> not what i'm here for I kind of just want to grind really crazy rails and... <laughs> right. Like, do uh, breakdancing moves on my board. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh, also, they have, like, a bad remix for Tricky when you go into, like, their super trick mode. What? Where it's not Rum DMC singing it. What? Why? Like, nah. What are we doing here? You licensed the song already. Maybe they licensed it like as a cover. Yeah. Isn't it in Tricky? It is. Yeah. But like, I'm saying maybe they couldn't get it for maybe this. Maybe couldn't get it sure. twice. Couldn't, couldn't yeah. renew it. They're like, you already used it, motherfucker. <laughs> well, Everyone only also, gets one. I'm sure that, like, the Run DMC lawyers are like, we got you, motherfucker. Uh Uh-huh. You named your trick system after our song. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that, uh, that's the thing. And then also I I tried uh, Trip to Yoma, because that's also on the Game Pass. Yeah, I saw that and wait, I said, should I try this? And then I watched the trailer for it. I was like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) It. Indie Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah. So I I had played some of Ghost of Tsushima and had actually a pretty okay time. Sure. I don't think it's a a great game. It seemed like a totally fine open world game. Yeah, it's a totally fine samurai-themed open world game. And, you know, for all the cultural appropriation in Kurosawa mode bullshit, Uh it seems like people uh, of Tsushima actually really fucking enjoyed it yeah sure so you know nice uh and i'm not gonna approach trip to yoma from like a culture appropriation standpoint okay uh both because i don't think i am qualified or smart enough in this area to talk about that (laughs) uh I'm just a person who's watched a lot of samurai movies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Much like the people that made Trip to Yoma, probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't even know that. I, <laughs> right. That's my assumption. Um, but I'm just going to say, like, as a game, I just don't think it kind of plays well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, sometimes the game sucks. It's, yeah, it's, like, very much, like, block... Like, you know, press the block button for a second so that you then parry. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you just stab the dude. Yeah. And some dudes you have to stab, like, three times. Mm. And it's all, like, side-scrolling, which... Like, there is an interesting, like, 
like I get what they're going for, and like that that is how samurai battles are always done, right? Um, but like they've kind of split the difference in the worst way, where it's like I'm not cutting down dudes like easy and quick enough, where it's like I feel like a badass. Uh huh. But not every fight feels impactful enough, where it's like. Oh fuck! I did it. Yeah, like that yeah. was a, like that was a duel. Like even the ones they kind of set up as duels uh, just don't feel engaging in that way. That's mm-hmm. the one thing you should get right. That's definitely yeah. yeah. You should start there. Um. So yeah, it just like yeah, I just didn't have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And, like, from what I was seeing, like, the writing in it just kind of seemed very boilerplate and very, like, yep, you watched a lot of samurai movies. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with wanting to make, like, a samurai uh, game where you just kind of fuck around and kill some dudes. But you just kind of, I don't, they didn't write it well enough for me to be like, yeah, it's cool, cool guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, ah, truly this is the end of the samurais. <laughs> yeah, it just was like kind of a blandly written, blandly playing kind of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's also permanently in Kurosawa, Kurosawa mode, so it's, it's a... It's a triumph. It's a masterpiece. Yes. Of course. Well, just start a list of games that are either in grayscale or, like, let you activate grayscale mode. Because <laughs> the only one, only other one I can think of is L.A. Noir. <coughs> L.A. Noir, I bet, you, I bet they let you do that in half the Rockstar games. Uh, yeah, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I, mean, I, I would not be surprised if, if now a sepia mode uh, acceptable. Does, uh, does our Red Dead Revolution 2 or whatever that Revolver 2, whatever that game's fucking Redemption, that's the word. Redemption, there you go. Fucking goddamn it. Does that game let you do like like Technicolor mode or something to make it look like an old Western movie? No, they should though. They should. I'm, I'm betting yeah. that if you could do like something like that, it's sepia mode. Yeah. For how yeah, bad yeah. the Rockstar guys want to make movies, they sure don't do that. Right. Well, you know, they put then they made everyone stay late so they could ha- put uh, letter boxes yeah, on the letter boxing on it. Yeah, that's uh-huh. what I know. Uh huh. <sighs> Games cool were guys. a mistake. Yeah. Um, like I, I also I was at Scarecrow recently and I was like surprised, and they had the Mad Max Chrome Edition, which is like the black and white version of Mad Max Fury Road. Uh-huh. I'm just like that's sure. not something like, why, I want though? to see. Like, right. yeah, like because like the use of color in Mad Max is like one of my favorite things about it. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, everyone always is fucking talking about like, oh, but the, you know, the the it's a story that's told through like the motion and the action and the music. You don't. Need, it could be a silent movie and it would still work. And they're like, all right, fuckers, here you go. Okay, here you go. I but, guess like, you can have an in color silent movie you could do that uh-huh <laughs> i think like bong joo ho and like they like did like a release uh like a theater release of 
Parasite mm-hmm. in black and white. Yeah. And the his reaction like, no, oh, no, black and white movies are cool. <laughs> sure. You know, can't argue with that, I guess. They're like, yeah, that's the... I can respect that, at least. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, Molly. Hi. Hi. Um, Pray tell, what did you play? <laughs> God. Oh, yish. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know that could happen, but uh, okay. <laughs> Turns out. Um, I played, um, I played Prey 2017. Yeah. Um, can't talk about it very much here. It, it didn't sound like you had the best time. I was having a great time. Yeah. And then, and then the dumbest video games conceit that has ever happened happened. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I was like, well, fuck this then. Yeah. I'm really uh. glad that I just kind of like got distracted. Like, I was still having a great time with that game. I just, like, other shit came up and I put it down and never went back to it right before it got apparently bad. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It... Yeah, anyway. Um, so I... <laughs> <laughs> I can't... It had to be a step up from Dragon Age 2 at least, right? This. Oh yeah, it's better than Dragon Age 2. Most things are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loaded up Citizen Sleeper. I read the first few like paragraphs of text. I was better than Dragon Age 2. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I tried that. Um and then uh I saw that they had added uh uh Star Wars Fallen Order. Oh yeah, Jedi, yeah. The- is it Jedi Fallen Order? I don't know. It's, yeah, um, I think it's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That sounds right, yes. Okay. Um, so I, um, I, I downloaded that before I started playing Prey, because I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do after I'm done playing Prey. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that when you walk around in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order or try to jump or wall run, uh, it just kind of feels like shit. Oh. So... Um, I did not particularly care for that game. That... Also, probably not best served by me having played Sekiro again like a month ago. Right, right. Probably not. I I enjoyed it as someone who uh, was repelled by Sekiro as if a you know a magnet. Right. Uh huh. And like you know, not disgusted, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is removed the from the Jr. premises. Sekiro's salty spittoon. Yes. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I, yeah, the the first time I I try the only time I tried Sekiro, the first time I died, the game quit. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, no. Listen, we no, both no. know this isn't going anywhere. You must be this right, tall game. to ride. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I spent some time on that. Notably, I have not yet uninstalled it for my Xbox. So there's like a thirty percent chance I come back in next week and I've beaten that game. So sure. Um, I also started Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> Molly, I yeah. also started Final Fantasy 13. Yeah! <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> you are, you're, yeah! you, you played it more than I did because I didn't play it that Could, long, but Molly? I did start it. <laughs> yes, actually. No, I, I was, you, Luke said you played more of it and I said, cause Molly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, also cause I, was, I just didn't well, play that long. I was gaming. Yeah. Molly always became him. 
I beat like the first tutorial boss. I was like, I'll come back to this later. And so far, yeah. it hasn't happened. No, it seems cool. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, in the past, in 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 a life previous to this one, like when that, not when that game came out, but when everybody hated it and you could get it really cheap used. Right. Uh, right. I had picked it up once and tried to play it. Um, I don't remember how far I got. Yeah. But I didn't like dislike it. I just you know stopped playing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how RPGs go. I was getting like antsy, like, come on, give me the part where like the combat's fun. Stop, I get it. Yeah, I, I hit the button to attack. Let me go do it f- for fun, though. No, you got a ways to go, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> the only yeah. thing I know about uh, that game is guy with burden hair. Yeah, he does have a bird in his hair. You got a little chocobo chick in there. Yeah, chocobo. That's what they're called. Yeah, yeah. The only thing uh, I've ever heard about that game is. Listen, it's going to be kind of constrictive and linear for, like, the first 30 hours, but after that, it really opens up and gets really fun. Uh, yeah, that, and then, uh, also, uh, the, that's the one where people draw a lot of two girls being lesbian. Ah. And they're not sisters, I checked. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been led astray before. <laughs> Uh yeah, I've I've heard that uh uh no, I haven't. I'm lying. <laughs> I haven't heard anything. Um I I'm sure that that means they look at each other at some point. Yeah. Oh yeah, the there's, other thing I know about that game is that it has Eidolons because they stole from us. They do have yeah, the, I think that's what the summons are called. Yeah. Yeah. Um I wonder how they pronounce it. I guess I'm curious now. Yeah, I mean they better call it Idolin. That's the right yeah, way to Eidolans. say it. That's the that's the correct way to say it. Right, but the correct way to say our thing is Idolon. Is Idolon? Yeah. That yeah, legally distinct. Yeah. Yes, everyone knows this. I'll put a fucking accent mark over the EI if I got it for legal reasons. <laughs> we have to. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I don't think Square Enix is going to come after us for this one. Don't worry. <laughs> Just spell it out with the fucking like dictionary pronunciation glyphs instead of letters. Yes. Um, I stopped playing Final Fantasy Stranger Final Fantasy Origin Stranger of Paradise. Yeah. Um, because the chaos mode, like after game, the the part where you play it is fine. The part where you try and decipher how to upgrade your gear is just baffling. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I stopped playing it. <laughs> Uh, which sucks. That game's cool. I wish I could play more of it, but I'm not willing to try and solve that one. <laughs> um, and I think that's it. I think Rogue Legacy 2 is out of early access now, and I have that game, so maybe I'll play that. I don't know. I downloaded it. It's less than a gig. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I wouldn't count on it. But they have my twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All twenty of them. All twenty. Um, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Yeah, let's let's, let's go to Twin Peaks. Hey, you let's know why Twin not? Peaks. For a change of pace, we watch an episode of the critically acclaimed nineteen ninety television program Twin Peaks. We're probably into nineteen ninety one at this point. It's got to be nineteen ninety one at this point. I feel like it must be. Yeah, we're into February of ninety one. So shows 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 been on for a little bit at this point. Yeah, we're yeah. we're going. Yeah, yeah, this well, is... And, and now we are no longer in the critically acclaimed part of Twin Peaks. <laughs> That's also true. Unfortunately. 
The people um, in the 90s didn't know what they had. <laughs> this is Twin Peaks episode 22, a.k.a. Twin Peaks episode 21, a.k.a. Twin Peaks season 2 episode 14, a.k.a. Double Play. There's no baseball in this episode. This sucks. There's no baseball, I'm sorry to say. What I if Ben like- Horn got really into baseball? <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to reverse some uh, World Series loss. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I'd like that better. <laughs> He's trying to figure out how to make sure that uh, Buckner doesn't have the ball go through his legs instead of fielding it like a normal uh, baseballsman. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you, you would appreciate if there were less uh, Confederate flags in this TV show? Just like I, one or two. Just like a little bit less hate symbols. That'd be nice. <laughs> um... I feel like, Molly, I feel like you are watching this show the same way I'm watching a lot of movies nowadays. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, can you believe that they used to make them like this? <laughs> they don't make them like this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I also said that after I watched, uh, what was it, Hero? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's tr- also true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't make them like that anymore. Like... <sighs> Sorry to go back real quickly, but, like, I knew that I, like, had, like, a moment where I was like, oh, I need to fucking, like, check myself. When I was, like, watching a mystery science theater movie, I'm like, oh, but this movie, this, you know, has a set. Look at the set. That's amazing. <laughs> like, like, they're actually there. And I'm like, no, I need to, no, no. No, you can roast that. That's fine. You can, anytime you take Marvel to task, that's just, like, it's just... I don't know, isn't that being mean to the crew, actually? And There's no all- crew! <laughs> they don't hire anybody for this shit anymore. <laughs> they won't they pay hi- the union workers. They hire, un- like, the reason why it's all green screen is because then they can get non-unionized yeah. CGI yeah. people and then lay off everyone right as the movie comes out and wins all of the awards. Uh-huh, yeah. Anyhow, I saw that clip uh, from Multiverse of Madness where, like, Doctor Strange is supposed to be walking up the street, but the same guy runs, <laughs> same past, guy him runs past him every four shot. times. Oh, that's Dude. also the clip that then got that movie banned from China. Why? Oh, uh, right. <laughs> there's a newspaper that he, like, thing that he walks by uh, that is a far right Chinese newspaper. But what? What are we doing here? <laughs> it was just like immediately after that, then like having the conversation of like, well, the girl can't be like an out lesbian, right. as is like one of the primary defining things of her character, uh-huh. uh, because of China. <laughs> it's like yeah. they didn't do the like the research to know that this like newspaper that's like in their big trailer clip. <laughs> Is like Chinese nationalists. Uh huh. I just uh, it's it's like when video games just put random like Arabic writing on the walls in right various it just places. Says, like, some dumb bullshit. Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, back back in the Twin, town of Peaks. Twin Peaks, there's a dead guy. We open on a bloody bandage that is covering the mouth of this mysterious corpse. I they, had forgotten that this is what the last episode ended on, so when this started, I was like, who's this chump? Uh-huh, yeah, well... But uh, I guess that's still the same thing. Who yeah, is this chump? The The answer is he's some chump. <laughs> Turns out. They peel the, the bandage off, and uh, 
Cooper reaches in with a pair of tweezers to pull a chest pawn out of his mouth. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Cooper just hands the evidence to Andy. You like, guys heard of metaphors? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I want you to dust I know this. guys who use, uh, I yeah. know guys who use subtext. <laughs> They're all cowards. Uh, Andy, I want you to check this, uh, pawn for Prince, but you won't find any, because this crime so was committed bother. by Wyndham Earl. He's got a perfect criminal mind, and he wouldn't have made a single mistake. That is, like, you, like, in the intro, it's like, and, and blank as Wyndham Earl. Uh-huh, yeah, Kenneth Welsh, yeah. who, like, just died this week. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So that's a shame. R- rest in peace, Wyndham Earl. Well, I guess we'll find out if that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah, know he, nothing of the actors. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, know I don't know anything about, about this guy. This is the only thing I know him from. Sorry, I'm being mean to people. As we said, as far as I know, he was not in an episode of Seinfeld. So that means I don't know who he, he is. He kind of looks like a guy who would be in Seinfeld, No, I would, he would fit right in. I bet he tried out for some parts in Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cooper just like, Dr. Hayward, if you uh, pull up his shirt, I think you'll find a knife stab wound right a, you know, below his heart. And he's like, oh my god, it's right where you said it was. How did you know? Because like, I, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> That's what the moral. It's the only way he kills people. Yeah. This was just a drifter um, that he picked up and then killed and then <laughs> brought here. He's the one that caused the power outage. It's all part of his sick game. Don't you get it? Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, just speaking of Seinfeld, uh-huh. uh, they <laughs> James Hong just got his Hollywood star. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I saw like a bunch of news stories. It's all. The Chinese waiter from... <laughs> oh, my God. From Seinfeld. Come on! Hmm. Like, I know what they're, like, what they're, like, leading it up to is, like... But what you don't know is that this guy did, like, everything. But, like... Yeah, but no, you can't. You cannot. You can at least, like, go, like... The bad guy from... You know... Big Trouble? Big Trouble Little China. Yeah. At least, like... At, at least like a, pick a role that has a name. Yes. And not one that's just credited as the Chinese waiter. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ugh. Uh... Molly, I'm very happy for you that this episode picks up right where the last one left off, and Cooper is never going to have time to go home and get cleaned up, so his hair is just kind of messy. He's never gonna! <laughs> yeah. He does it He does at the end. I was disappointed. Yeah, yeah. He, he does just have that one little strand of uh, hair dropping down for most of the episode. It looks though. great! It yeah. looks great. Yeah. <laughs> he's killing it. Uh, but he's just like, no. We... we uh, I brought this horrible thing to Twin Peaks with me, Truman. It's... You don't understand. This is the perfect criminal. He He's a genius, and now we are part of his sick chess game. <laughs> like, okay, okay, Cooper. Cooper, um, number one, uh, love what you're doing here. Um, but secondly, why did you respond to his chess thing and play chess with him in the newspaper? Well, That seems like the thing you wouldn't do with the serial killer. Well, he was reaching out to me, and I just felt like, you know, I wanted to yeah, keep in touch with him. Yeah, it's been a while since we, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know, I remember when I went to my high school reunion, I, I kept, I didn't keep in contact with anyone, and I promised that I would get better at that. I left things kind of weird the last time I talked to him. He and did leave things very <laughs> weird. Things pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say that anyone deserves this, but uh-huh. I Coop? can see why this led here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Coop, you shouldn't have fucked her. You probably shouldn't have. Uh, meanwhile, over the Great Northern, Bobby and, um, wow, Audrey, there's, Audrey. there's her name. <laughs> Are Listen, lighting- Luke, I know she's not a character anymore, but you need to... <laughs> I was wanting to call her Shelly, and I'm like, she's not no. Shelly. That's Shelly's a different woman that. who's basically not on the show anymore. Well, she's gonna be. You know, unfortunately, kinda, for, one, for like one scene. Yeah, it sucks for her. Uh-huh. I, I'm glad that this has gone from me not remembering any of the characters' names to me giving you shit for <laughs> forgetting a character's name. Anyway, yeah, Bobby and Audrey are lighting candles in the Great Northern because of the power outage. Um, at first, I thought they were lighting candles for some kind of Confederate candlelight vigil. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck vigil. is going on here? Yeah. yeah. I forgot about the power outage. Yeah, me too. Uh, but Audrey's talking about it like, listen, Bobby, you want to get rich? Well, okay. The only way we're getting rich is if we can fuck over my dad. But here's the problem. And she grabs an ice cube. Like, this ice cube's my dad. And he's melting. And we got Listen, we need to keep him from melting until we bilk him for some money, okay? So we have to take care of him. Uh-huh. And then she grabs him by the face and says, from now on, I'm the one you suck up to. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah! What's he, you fucker? <laughs> what, what about Shelly? What about Shelly? Do I know her? I don't think I know her. <laughs> also, also, like, also, you does don't... Bobby know her? In the last episode, you, like, just don't give a shit about her anymore. Yeah, uh-huh. Hey, speaking of Shelly! Well, he has to pretend to care. Right, uh, yes. Because he's still trying to impress Audrey. Right, right, right. Even though he doesn't understand that she's using him. <laughs> yes. Even as she says to his face, hey, I'm using you, stupid. Yeah. He's like, damn, I can't believe I'm in with this girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of Shelly, uh, the power's still out at her house. Leo is lost somewhere in the dark. And she is just very scared, understandably so. This is a yeah, horror this- scene. Yeah. Yeah, this is shot like a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, the lights keep flickering, and, like, she almost sees a shadow of Leo, but then the lights flicker and he's gone. Uh, the house is just, like, you know, it's been a wreck for a while now, but now that's creepier. Uh, and Leo has cast some sort of magical spell on this house where the doors cannot open. Yes. Yeah, I'm not, like, usually it's like, oh, like, they lock the door and, like, they just can't. Yeah. Like, but... She goes to so many doors and stays, like, in front of them, trying to open them for so long. She that, runs like, to the front door and, yeah, can't open it. I guess they show the close-up. It does not have, like, a, a turn latch. It only can be now opened here's with a key, the thing. I guess. Now, here's the thing. I think Leo is locking this woman inside the house from the outside. How, how could that... What? Well, that's because there's no turn on the inside. Yeah, but Bobby can't get in when he I shows guess it up could be either. A, I guess it could be a double key situation. It's key on both sides. Again, That's I, we get some cuts bizarre. to an owl hooting outside. I think there's just Black Lodge magic locking Shelly in here. Could be. Yeah, they're just like, eh, let's fuck with her. Yeah, uh-huh. 
Let's take a break from doing all the other shit we've been doing. Right. <laughs> you know, Bob's not yeah, around right now. Let's take right a now. good four minutes to mess with Shelly. Yeah. Yeah. And like, not really do anything with her other than just sort of, you know, torment her for a while because we haven't done that to her enough yet. She's like, oh, thank God, I'm getting paid this episode. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, okay, I guess I'm looking at the back door, too. That one also does not have a turn latch. It's That's just what a I'm lo- saying! <laughs> it, was that just how doors were at some time? There were no turns? No! <laughs> no one does that! Yeah, uh, Leo uh. built, you know, the reason why he's building this house... Yeah. It's just so that uh, he can make, like, the perfect trap. Yeah, uh huh. Leo's Grover House. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, say it with me now. Load bearing locks. (laughs) Look at this shit. He didn't even finish building one of the walls. He didn't even put in one of the walls. It's just plastic. Now, you might be asking, where's the laundry room? It's outside. It's outside, baby. (laughs) Well, yes, it's washing machines. It's good to get the episode title so early. (laughs) (laughs) He just used drug money for the insulation. (laughs) You could just use that to go buy insulation. (laughs) Yeah, but one is way cooler than the other. Uh Uh, So Shelly decides to grab a knife and start hacking her way out of the unfinished wall since it's just sealed up with, like, plastic. Yeah. Uh, but he grabs her and throws her to the ground and is going to kill her like, with the very fire axe she killed. He almost killed Bobby with. Yeah. Like, supernaturally. Yes. Yeah, he just kind of appears and disappears magically throughout this scene. Yeah. Yes. And he's just kind of, like, muttering, like, bad girl. Goodbye, wife. Yeah. Uh, Bobby shows up and Leo tries to grab him through a window, but that doesn't work. Uh, Bobby also cannot open the doors from the outside. <laughs> yeah. It must be a double key lock. Yeah, it must just be keyed on both sides. I don't understand. But that doesn't make any sense. But what, what yeah, is, whatever. What do they do when someone knocks on the door? Uh, they get the key out of their pocket. I guess. Uh, or Bobby there's a key next to the, the inside of the door. I don't know. Yeah. It's the, it's the exact opposite of you used to be able to leave your doors unlocked around here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Shelly's on the ground screaming. Bobby gets in through the plastic and wrestles the fire axe away from Leo. They're struggling, and uh, Shelly grabs the knife she used earlier to stab Leo in the leg, and he just goes limping off into the night. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess the problem's over now. Everything's fixed. Yeah, we won't have to worry about Leo anymore. We'll never have to worry about Leo again. As this ominous slow motion shot of the plastic blowing in the wind tells us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a very, like... Uh-huh. Uh, it is morning now. The cops have been working all night on the crime scene. Windermere left them. Uh, they've, they're finally wheeling the body out of there and just talking about the case some more. And Jim's like, yeah, you were right. No prints on anything. Ah, uh, it... When the Merle didn't make a single mistake, you were totally right, bro. Hey, should I be, like, worried about this? Like, not from a serial killer point of view, just you seem really into this guy. <laughs> yeah, like, uh... 
and now I'm going to remind you that you are my deputy. Yeah. Uh, just to remind yeah. you that what's going on here I right now. I did, in fact, put a badge on it, good sir. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Do not think for a second I am letting you go. I just, you've been, like, all night long talking about how incredible and genius and brilliant this guy is. It's, uh, you know, it's got me feeling a little, you know, it doesn't matter. N- never mind. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. You know, I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Cooper's like, no, Harry, come on now. Windham Earl is my kismesis. You're my morale. (laughs) (laughs) That part you remember. (laughs) You got Cronus. You got Horus. Rufio. (laughs) I even remember Rufio. I remember Rufio. I'm gonna fucking kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hawk comes in. I don't remember what he says. He basically gives a rundown of the other plots happening to right, uh, right. everyone else. Including... Yeah, explains that Leo escaped. Right, they found the car that Wyndham Earl must have picked up the, the victim in. And oh, right, also Hank is handcuffed to a bed in the hospital claiming yes. that a bus hit him. Yes, he said a bus <laughs> hit him. So yeah. he's now being arrested for parole violations. It's literally like, and also like, hey, the Hank situation? That's all wrapped up. Resolved. <laughs> I... It is rude to us that we do not get at least one scene of Hank in a full body cast at the hospital. Listen, there's still time. There's, there's still, still time. time. I don't also, remember it that is happening, rude. but I will be thrilled to be wrong. Also, it is rude to us uh, that we do not get writing credits on this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I've said before, I'll say it again. Writing TV is so easy. <laughs> Uh, Andy out in the lobby is having the most difficult time removing a rubber glove that anybody's ever had. Oh, it's bless so funny. You, Andy. I love this. I love this idiot man. <laughs> and it goes flying off his hand and sticks to the window. He's just like wearing those things and just sweating in them all night long to the point there's just like hand slime on the inside of them. I guess. Have you seen it? here? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna link this. Yeah. Uh, an image of this scene. You can see where that thing stuck to the window, yeah, and there like a is just a disgusting behind. stain. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it, it slaps right under Lucy's window, and she's just like, uh, okay, well, all right. You know what? If it gets me dialogue on this show, I guess I'll take it. <laughs> That's literally her look. She's like, uh, uh-huh. this scene. Uh-huh. I definitely uh, get yeah. what her actress was saying when she's like, oh yeah, I'm not really on Twin Peaks anymore. I'm on the Andy, Dick, and Lucy show. It's a different show. <laughs> it's a different show, but one I love just as much. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand, though, if you were given, like, the scripts of season one, and you're like, yeah, and you're, you're a main fucking, character. I'm on fucking Twin Peaks. Every yes. single uh, actress on this show, I completely understand them feeling like, hey, I used to have, like, a job I got to do. <laughs> yeah. I used to, like, get to come into work and, like, do stuff. Uh, but yeah, Andy tells her, like, hey, Lucy, well, me and Dick have been poking around about little Nicky, and we think he killed his parents. <laughs> and she's when like, he he's was nine. Right? He's like, I, I know, six but when he was six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really fucking funny. Jesus Christ, you're so fucking dumb. And that's weirdly attractive to me, but I'm resisting that urge right now because I'm mad. Yeah, not right now. <laughs> It's like, if you guys think that this kid killed his parents, neither of you are fit to become fathers. Yes. 
And yet I have fucked both of you, so. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she just marches off because she's going to get the, to the bottom of this case immediately. Right now. Right yes. now. Uh, we cut over to the other TV show. <laughs> uh, the Evelyn Marsh uh, Murder Mansion. Yeah, this where... is a very different show. <laughs> Or, yeah, James is working, you know, tuning up the car. And, yeah, uh, this show's in a different aspect ratio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we finally get a proper introduction to Evelyn's abusive husband, Jeffrey Marsh, who is, despite being married, the most divorced man I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you don't like him very much, because <laughs> this, uh, this is one and done. Just like this... Millionaire with a shitty haircut and a tracksuit, and just carry around a silver briefcase. He's like, He's oh. like wrong that I was kind of like, yeah, this guy seems okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did kind of seem okay. Uh, yes, he's he's genteel and polite in this moment. We've already seen him hit his wife. Well, no, we have not seen him do that. <laughs> We've heard him hit his wife. I don't know what's going on in there. I don't she, trust anything this woman says anymore. Oh, you're saying you think the bruises were just makeup? What if this could have been? Yeah, it could have. It could have been. I. You know what? Given her sneaky plans, I suppose. Yeah, it's given not, the plans, yeah. it's not out of the question anyway. This guy definitely hit his wife, but that's not the yes. point. Yes. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. <laughs> this. Could, I would believe 100 percent that this swerves the other way. He didn't do anything wrong. She just right. wants to kill him for the money. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And her fake brother that she's fucking <laughs> also wants to kill him for the money. But right. they're like, damn, we don't have a weird third to pin this on. Yeah. Like, I it was been... gonna... Malcolm, I got you to pin this on, but then I fell in love with you. But I gotta find I like a different you. guy and not fall in love with him. And then she failed that, apparently. Right. <laughs> yeah. except, except I don't believe her for a second. No, no, no. Failed uh, step one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeffrey's just talking to James like, oh, so I heard you got to be hitting the road soon. Oh, you got no schedule, no deadlines. Oh, I'm lucky. I wish I was going with you, man. Anyway, I'm going to go drive my car that's worth more than your life. Yeah, yeah. I think we have a uh, mutual love. Yeah. Cars. Cars. <laughs> James keeps <laughs> Right, but as the camera's cutting to Evelyn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In case you don't get it. If hey, I, I don't know if you guys know about this, but there's a whole like love triangle thing going on here. Not really a triangle; it's more no. of like a line. It's uh, really like three and, distinct points that are in the general vicinity of one another, but not connected at all. Yeah, and then um, I mean they connect sometimes when they're fucking, but that's right. about it. Yeah. yeah, like the one between James and this and Evelyn is like really faint. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it is there. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh, James is like, I, I gotta go. I really should be hitting the road soon. I'm gonna go pack. And Evelyn just watches her husband drive off. And it is so bizarre. It's just a close-up of her staring vacantly. And all of a sudden, the loudest car crash sound effect happens. He he doesn't even make it out of the driveway before he dies. <laughs> no! It's, it's really just, like, one of those things where, like, a character... Like, they, they do this a lot in comedies where a character, like, drives off and instantly you just put horrible car wrecks. Right! <laughs> it's like the equivalent of fucking, like, Wet Hot American Summer, where every time they set something down out of frame, you hear, like, the generic pot-smashing sound. God. It... I don't know if they told her that, like, alright, you're watching your husband die. Yeah. They're like, like, this looks like it was like, okay, and we're, like, gonna start rolling soon. 
Also, I'm gonna say, James was working on this car literally seconds before he got in it. How come you didn't catch whatever she did to sabotage it, James? Seems like you're not it good was, at this. It was definitely just the brakes got cut, and he already fixed those before. Right, so you didn't double-check them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why would he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to the double R where Ed is talking with, uh, Doc Hayward about the Nadine problem. And he's like, Doc, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life anymore. (laughs) Please, God, I need somebody to help me. Everybody thinks it's really funny, so they don't take this seriously, but it's, like, ruining my life. I fear for my life every day. (laughs) And meanwhile, Doc Hayward just kind of (laughs) laughing. He's like, ah, this is fun. Yeah, it's really great to go from the... Very serious abuse to the not serious abuse. Uh-huh. It's like, well, well, Doc, Nadine wants to start dating teenage boys, boys and uh, I just don't know what to do about it. And, ev- and Doc Hudson is like, when presented with this, is like, yeah, that seems that seems like an okay thing. Like, well, is she, <laughs> is she sexually active? Doc, I wake up every morning feeling like I've been hit by a timber truck and uh, they were just laughs. <laughs> he's just like, ah, nice. Yeah. He's like, ah, it's nice. fine. Just tell her to be home by 9 p.m. on school nights, buddy, eh? Yeah! Doc Hayward has, like, just lost... Re- like, the Laura Palmer case drained him of any fucks to give. <laughs> I love yeah, him. Yeah, he's just a big, like, thing of, this might as well happen. Right, yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know what the fuck's happening in this town anymore, but I may as well roll with it, I guess. I love him and his hat. He- he's very good looking in his hat. He looks like a nice gentleman. I'll say the actor and, you know, Doc Hayward, fucking bring it later this app. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Frost's dad. Shout out to Mark Frost's dad, Warren Frost. Um, And, yeah, I think he also just... Oh, right. They're talking about the fact that Donna borrowed the van to go meet James out west somewhere. It's like, yeah, and, it's probably yeah, fine. Yeah, it is like, yeah, makes it very clear that this is something that happens. Right, uh-huh. And it's like, boy, parenting, that's tricky, ain't it? Ha! Well, I'm gonna go now. Good luck with all that shit you got going on, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go home to my happy, normal family life. Anyway, come back to James, who was like, damn. Well, well the first we get Norma sitting down, and they both just make the dumbest smiles. Oh, right. I, I forgot. Chelsea happened to be in the room while I was watching this, and her reaction to this was that it looks like they were frowning, but got face apt to look like they were smiling. <laughs> I see it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I think it's sweet. I Listen, I, I'm a listen, big... Listen, I love Ed, those crazy kids. I love them crazy kids. Norma and Ed, you know, the number, num, OTP, frankly. Yeah, but it does sure. kind of look like they were face apt. <laughs> yeah. It's because he's only showing his top teeth. Yeah, he's like biting his lower lip as he's smiling. It's it's odd. Like barely, but yeah. yeah. You yeah. can't see his bottom teeth, so it ruins it. Uh-huh. I I had a friend who uh, would never show his bottom teeth when he uh, smiled, but you could see like all of his gums of his top teeth. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have anything further to say on that. I just sure. Like, That's fair. Uh, yeah, back at Evelyn's mansion, uh, James is packing up to leave, and Evelyn's just like, oh, but James, you were so good with Jeffrey earlier, you should, you should stay, let's make out, and James shoves her away, goes, it's wrong! 
He knows that something is wrong here. He doesn't know what. Right. But something about this is wrong. Uh-huh. And so I must go. Uh, yeah, and then she's like, you're right to think this. I just killed him. Right. <laughs> Listen, Evelyn, I'm a very dumb man, but I can tell that something's not right here. And Evelyn's just like, gosh, oh, shit, I gotta keep that kid here for, like, a day. I need him for, like, six more hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, back at the sheriff's station, Cooper is staring intently at the chess game they've set up uh, to, you know, replicate the chess game between him and Wyndham. Yeah. And Truman's just like, hey, what, what's, what's, what's going on? What Tell is me with anything, chess? please. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't understand. Me and Wyndham Earl played a game of chess every day for three years, and I never beat him once. That doesn't really make him like a criminal, man. Right, but, you know, he, he felt that all conflicts in life could be represented as metaphors of chess. Like, yeah, I, I've, I've dated yeah. weird people too, man. <laughs> I love that this is not a new gimmick for him for this murder. He's just always been a chess guy. He's a fucking Batman villain. He's just a chess thief. Derogatory. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, but a 1966 Batman villain. Right. Yes. But played straight. I know that you think that that's a good thing, Luke. (laughs) Uh huh. Listen. Well cards on the table. Is Wyndham Earl like a good plotline? No, it kind of sucks. Do I love to see it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we will, we'll get into it more in upcoming episodes when he's more of a character. Yeah, he's not a guy yet. He'll be he's a guy, guy at the yet. end of this episode. Yeah. yeah. He is, I, I am preemptively nominating him for the Hall of Guys, but obviously his nah. uh, hearing will have to wait until further yeah, evidence. you're gonna have to wait a minute. But I'm just saying, I'm putting him on the docket. <laughs> Put the cart ahead of the horse here. Uh, Cooper explains that, yeah, Wyndham Earl was his partner when he first joined the FBI. Everything he knows about, you know, investigating at a federal bureaucratic level, he learned from him. That's why he also learned about Tibet from him, probably. Probably. Yes. Well, he had a dream about Tibet, didn't he? Yeah, but he learned the technique of dreaming about his cases and whatnot via Wyndham Earl, obviously. That tracks, yeah, yeah, yeah. He explains, but then one time, we were given an assignment to protect a witness in a murder case. She was a beautiful woman named Carolyn, and you can see how beautiful she is, because she's being superimposed in grayscale. Beautiful art to cinema. (laughs) And, uh, you know, as we were guarding her, I fell in love with her. And then one night, because I was in love with her... My vigilance faded, and I got shot, and she was killed, and Wyndham Earl lost his mind. And then Truman's like, oh my god, they ever catch the guy who did it? Truman, you don't understand! <laughs> Wyndham Earl was the attacker and Carolyn's husband. Yeah, he, he really lets uh, the fact that, it w- that Wyndham Earl and Carolyn were married. Yeah. He lets that, like, buried the shit out of that lead. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make you make sure that you don't really, really don't like Wyndham Earl. Right. Before you find out I was fucking his wife. Yes. You know, in retrospect, of course, Cooper was having sex with a married person because he's a character on Twin Peaks. 
So true. <laughs> That's yeah. what all these people fucking do. Uh, and he just he just goes on to sing Windermere's praises, where he's like, Windermere's mind is like a diamond. It's brilliant and hard and cold, and doesn't contain a single flaw. All right, and it's very <laughs> expensive. Yeah, <laughs> you could put it in jewelry. It's also, princess I, cut. Yeah. I think he also did the crime that Caroline was in witness protection for. You'd think I could have just asked her about that. Yeah, I think he was the murderer, and also he that's why his wife saw it, because he was the murderer. Right. <laughs> uh, but I think I, you did I, a I bad didn't get job that far that into one, the investigation. <laughs> you know, he was still he was still uh young. He was still a greenhorn at the time. Yeah. Real gumshoe moment. Uh-huh. Uh, Donna has made it to hide out Wally's. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, and she's looking for James, but Evelyn's also at hideout Wally's. And, uh, hears her asking about him, and she's like, hey. Evelyn, why are you here? Don't well, you have a teenager to fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, but he's, like, thinking about bailing. I gotta get a backup teenager just in case. <laughs> ah, fuck, it's his girlfriend. Ah, shit. Shit. Yeah, do you think that she was like, eh, it's been a while since a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is definitely like two fix. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Total in history. Right. <laughs> the Donna, uh, Evelyn tag yeah. on AO3, exactly <laughs> yeah. one entry. Exactly two. <laughs> it's like, oh, Don, you must be who James is running away from, huh? Why don't you just go on home? He'll probably be there soon. He's running away from me, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, you're not getting rid of me that easy. This is the first time I've gotten a scene in, like, three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, really, it's very rude. How is James going to get by without that $12 she's supposed to be bringing him? God only knows. Anyway, he's having a moment outside. Uh, you could see him at his bike, <laughs> I having a having a my silent moment as the fucking "Just You and I" song kicked in. As I he did collapsed. not catch it. It's he's it's like the voiceover version. Like he's singing. Did not catch it. I don't know yeah, how you I, missed it. I I like lost my mind when it happened, and then like afterwards, I was like, "Oh, I can't believe they brought it back." And while I was like, "Did did they?" <laughs> Selective hearing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Plus, yeah, your mind blocked it out for your own protection. Right, right. That's... He's just yeah. Yeah, collapsed on the ground holding his head as we hear, just you. That's yeah, the cinema to me. He's also singing in a falsetto. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Beautiful and perfect. Um, much like Ben Horn's military strategy. He has now converted his entire office into a Confederate battleground. Um, Yes. Again, I think it would have been more fun if he just had a different weirdo obsession every episode. Yes, obviously. However. However. uh, He is doing this, and Jerry walks in, and he's like, what the fuck? 
Uh, and then we zoom out a little bit, yeah, uh, and we see that Doctor Jacoby is up on the throne he built, uh-huh. and he's like, "Dude, this is incredible TV." Doctor Jacoby's <laughs> having the time of his life. This is the yeah. most sickos guy Doctor Jacoby has been, and I cannot help but support it. Doctor Jacoby gets to watch a guy have an absolute meltdown, and also he's billing the shit out of him for it. <laughs> yeah, and gets to go like, "Actually, this is good." Actually. Right. <laughs> Yeah, let him keep doing this. You don't understand, this is healthy, because if he can... He's trying to reverse the Confederacy's loss, and if he can do that, it'll mentally allow him to reverse his own loss. That's right, that's how it works. Uh Uh-huh. Talked about before, yeah, again... I could do with fewer Confederate flags, just in my life in general, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do, I guess? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ben Horn is really just given this all as a Southern... He's fucking trying out for a Civil War movie in this scene. He's really going yeah. for it. He's like, oh, we're marching on Washington with the Confederate Army, and it'll, it'll take a miracle, but I'll tell you, Jeb, I think God may just be the uh, Southerner. I, I love how Jerry's just like, Oh man, like uh Yeah, Jerry's just like Jesus fucking Christ, I leave for like one week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause like when Jerry comes in, it's like not even like he doesn't even get the bend that's like with Catherine who's like Yep, you got me. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. like only a little bit melted down last episode. He has devolved so much in so little time. The sex was actually another ploy to trick uh-huh. him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um and yeah, then the, the singing of Dixie, which, of course, Jacoby knows all the words, too. <laughs> yeah, of course. But <laughs> yeah. also him turning on the fan next to him so he could pick up the flag so it waves behind him. Yeah, fucking incredible. That that's is immaculate. very funny. Yes. Uh, yeah, and then just let the yell sing, I wish I was in Dixie, as we, like pan out from the Great Northern and, like, down to the waterfall. This shot felt... There's a couple, like, waterfall shots in this episode where we're like, ah, fuck, we are, like, one minute shy of the running time we have to hit. An advertiser <laughs> fell through. Yeah. Just put some footage of the waterfall in there. <laughs> Listen, it's a great shot. It's a good shot, yeah. Uh, Major Briggs comes stumbling into the station, weathered and, and you know, defeated, he barely makes it to Lucy's desk as he just goes, I need to see the, the sheriff, and collapses. Fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Love to see a Major Briggs. Even if he's dying. And then yeah. Lucy checks her makeup before getting the team. Again, <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea was in the room for this, and she's been watching Stargate SG-1 because uh, uh, Simon's been doing a podcast on that. Yeah. And he, he plays... Not the same character, but the same actor does play uh, General in basically the exact same costume in SG-1. It's because he's got the look. He's got yeah. the look dead on, yeah. He's so Chelsea was joking that the reason he's so exhausted is like, I just got here from SG-1, I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm running back and forth between the two, it's a lot. That's why I got kidnapped by aliens the other episode. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, they get him some water, and he just... Uh, Explains like, well, I've, I've, I've been in uh, all this time. I've thought that the Air Force might be good guys. But gentlemen, 
I'm beginning to (laughs) I'm beginning to suspect that the American government might sometimes not have the purest motives. Anyway, I'll be in the shadows if you need me. (laughs) I have to retreat into the shadows to stay hidden from them, but I will be there when the time comes. (laughs) The shadow. Who knows the shadow knows? (laughs) Coolest man in the world. He's pretty fucking cool. I know that they're probably just writing him off for a couple episodes. Right. But fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good shit. Um, speaking of shit, Lana's here. <laughs> oh. This sucks. This is, this is the first time I'm like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can so- only imagine how I felt. <laughs> Wait, why? What do you mean? Well, oh, because you've already kind of not been on board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Jacoby has uh, spent some long time in private with Lana, and as you can see, gentlemen, I am completely unharmed. She's not cursed. She's just very knowledgeable and skilled in the field of sex. She in ways fucks real nice. That some people can never understand. Uh-huh. Hey, is and this room hot or is it just me? <laughs> yup. <laughs> yeah, no one's, everyone's half listening to Jacoby and mostly just scoping out her legs, which she's not even, like, flaunting. She's just sitting cross-legged in a chair. I, That's kind of, she's just kind of a normal lady. Again, <laughs> she's a pretty lady, but there are so many, like, attractive women on this show, she does not noticeably stand out. I just don't understand, like... The thing is, like, she's not doing anything, but right. everyone is just head over. I don't get it. Yeah, everyone's yeah. jaws are hitting the floor, and their tongue is rolling out like a red carpet in front of her. Yeah, yeah. It's not like she is, but she's not even like inviting that behavior. Right. Yeah. Like you know, you can definitely have like that breathy, like Marilyn Monroe type. Like, even if she's acting innocent. Right. Like. You know, be yeah, extremely like, sexual, but you might you might say like an Audrey Horn type. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, like but this one is like, oh, that's just a normal lady, and everyone is like, I'm gonna have to go like into the bathroom right now. Uh huh. <laughs> Need yeah. a cold shower immediately. So they let her leave, but unfortunately, Mayor Milford is just on the other side of the door with a shotgun, and he's I- gonna kill her for killing her, bro- killing his brother. So, what Cooper decides is, I'm going to let this dude who said I'm going to kill her... Kill her. ...with a shotgun that he currently has into a room with her and his shotgun. Uh Uh-huh. Does not take it away. uh, These two just need to talk it out. Yeah, it doesn't take the shotgun away. No. What the fuck? No, he just let him go in there with that. They're all like, just convinced that her uh, Jessica Rabbit powers will work on him if they just seal them in a room together. I, I think this is, like, what is supposed to be happening is that Cooper is, like, reading the mayor. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, I get it, you just want to fuck. Yeah, totally. But it's fucking bonkers to just be like, all right, we're just going to lock you in a room, man, who just is... Uh-huh. Who, Expressed murderous intent. Uh huh. 
Uh, and then they all kind of step away from the door, and they go, whoa, what now? And Cooper just goes, now we wait. And it cuts to commercial, and I ever <laughs> That Twin Peaks book I read, the director of this episode was talking about, like, I felt really, f- like, I thought of that idea that we should have them wait for the commercial break before going back in, and everyone on the set thought that was a real fun idea, so I felt pretty good that day. Yeah, good for yeah, you. Sure. I was gonna yeah. say, like, that's, like, a pretty <laughs> common gag, idea. but, like, yeah. if, if everyone was digging it, man, like, I, I'm not gonna rain yeah. on your parade. Uh, you know, I hadn't done a Twin Peaks before, and I know that show's kind of quirky and weird, I was worried I might not have, like, the right vibe for it, and I came up with that, and now the whole crew was, like, laughing and clapping, I'm like, alright, okay, good, good for me. Okay, yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, I'm glad for you, buddy. No, I'm g- genuinely. <laughs> no, sure. Uh, yeah, it's just fucking weird. Go back in there. She's kissing him. He's got lipstick marks all over his face, and they're going to adopt yeah. a child. Uh-huh. I do just real quick want to shout out Mary Milford's actor, because the way he talks makes me laugh all the time. Where he's like, he'll say a sentence, then he'll just add a couple more at the end of it, and it's always good to me to hear. We've decided to adopt a child! (laughs) That is true. It is good. It's good to hear. Anyway, I'm leaving you boys my rifle. Enjoy. Yeah. Speaking of the directing, it goes fucking wild! (laughs) We get all these, like, dramatic shots of, like, the totem pole outside of, uh, the Martell yeah, residence. what the fuck is happening here? The music's going buck-fucking-wild. Again, we it... need one more minute of footage. <laughs> yep. And then it cuts inside to people like, ah, shit, we forgot hot dogs on the grocery <laughs> list. What the fuck's going on? I do feel bad for Pete. He did want hot dogs. I just want him to have all the weenies he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Catherine's like, all right, well, I don't care about that. How about you come in here and I show you something really wild? Do you want to ha- see what the extent of my evil plans are? Haven't you ever wondered how I survived that fire, Peter? Not not really. Not, but I like- mean, I guess now that you say it, yeah, but... I don't know, you're just evil generally, so you can just pull shit off. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, no, I can only pull off a plan that brilliant with the help of... Andrew Packard, my brother. Behind every successful evil lady is an eviler man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pete is dumbstruck to see that his brother-in-law is still alive. Andrew looks like he, like, de-aged ten years since the last one, his (laughs) intro episode. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, Pete's just like, does Josie know? And like, Pete, come on, man. Yeah. And he's like, buddy. no, dumb shit. Oh, Pete, you have to understand. Josie works for my business rival, Thomas Eckert. And he I- hired her to kill me. I love that, like, he explains it as if it's the most normal thing. And like, well, of course, I knew logging and he knew Hong Kong. Right. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? What are so- you talking so we got uh, yes, together to, look. I guess, sell Washington lumber to China. I don't listen. It made sense in the time, man. Uh, yes, the, the the extremely common, well known uh, Hong Kong lumber trade, right? <laughs> but then I got the better piece of business of him, and he's hated me ever since. I backstabbed him, but don't worry about that. The only thing that matters is he tried to backstab me back. Yeah. <laughs> He backstab like I backstabbed him, but that's just business. And then he made it personal by backstabbing me. 
And then Catherine starts caressing Andrew's face in a really weird way for her yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why freak, are you doing that, Catherine? <laughs> they, like, they, like, went out of their way to go, like, this guy I'm fucking who I said is my brother's not my brother with Evelyn. Right. And now I'm, like, just, like, every time I'm, like, mm, mm. <laughs> Just like Somebody hears into sounding it. in my head. Mm-hmm. Somebody hears into it. Yes. Me, yes, absolutely. I've gathered all of you writers in the room today. <laughs> <laughs> We've already figured out that fucking Piper Lori was the foot freak. Now we got to figure out who the incest freak was. This is going to be a tougher one. Yeah. yeah. It's also obviously a writer because multiple characters have done it. Yeah. 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 Multiple characters across multiple episodes. Because this and I don't like think a, it was. I don't think it was David. This is a season two issue. Season yes. two issue, and also the story for him was about abusive incest. So that'd be a yeah. weird turn. That'd yeah. be a weird turn. Um. Uh, but meanwhile, across town at the Great Northern, Thomas Eckert is checking in with his secretary. My God. I like how they introduce this guy like it's the biggest thing in the world. And he's just an old man with sunglasses. Yeah. But Wyndham Earl is in this episode. Yeah. They spent more time making this guy scary. Well, not really. They did have him stare into a fire with his sunglasses on so you could see the fire in the reflection on the sunglasses so you know he's evil. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've vanquished evil Canada and now evil Hong Kong's come a-knockin'. Um, but yeah, we get mm-hmm. another long shot of that waterfall again, just trying to fill time. This is like when the Simpsons would have, like, the longest couch gag ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> just so that they could, like, like, yeah, we came in, like, three minutes short, so we do the one where they, like, go through a whole carnival. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Uh... Doc Hayward and Lucy are dragging Dick and Andy into a back room, but first we see some stuff with Cooper and Truman, where we find out that, uh, you know, we've, we've heard him reference to as Jonathan, but I guess he when they credited him as Asian Man for like ten episodes, I guess that was his real name, because that's what the headlines say, that he was killed. It's true. Yeah. Jonathan was just a, a pseudonym. Uh-huh. Uh, his real name was Asian Man Two Ends. Right, right. But they dropped that in the newspaper. You know, it's hard to get all that printed on a headline. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> terrible character. Never liked him on the show. Glad he's dead. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, and they're like, "Oh shit! Did Josie kill him?" Yeah, probably. Ah, well. <laughs> Maybe. God, who could say? Yeah. yeah her character. Uh. You know, right now is kind of all over the place, so... Uh-huh, uh-huh. We'll decide that later. We'll anyway, also, she's not in this episode. Yep. Uh, so, Hayward has got Andy and Dick sitting at chair. He's like, all right, now, you goddamn morons, let me explain this to you. He did not kill his parents. They're like, but, no! Shut the fuck up! I delivered this child, you asshole! Dick, I did not drop you on a head when I delivered. You do not make me regret that. <laughs> That's a really great bit. Uh-huh. And, like, it's another bit where I'm like, right, you have, like, 
Like, everyone in this town has a connection to you because of that. Right, yeah. yeah. You've delivered anybody under the age of, like, 35. <laughs> that uh, that exact line was when I tweeted Doc Hayward the god. Yeah, no, he rules. Because it's the best. It's really great. So, yeah, Doc Hayward, uh, you know, gets something to do this episode. He gets this whole monologue about, like, let me tell you about little Nikki. I... His his mother was an immigrant worker at the Great Northern. His, and she was sexually assaulted, and I delivered him, but she died in childbirth. And then I found him. I home. definitely had some weird feelings about this that are not its fault. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just because of the the nature of what has currently yeah. been going on. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because um, he's like he she didn't want an abortion because. He, right. you know, she believed in the American dream. <laughs> yeah, I do. Also, she, he does not specify, but given that this is Twin Peaks, when he says she was like an immigrant uh, who came over the border to work at the Great Northern, I, obviously she's a Canadian immigrant, right? Uh yeah, sure. It's Twin Peaks. That means yeah. that any way that you would assume it'd be Mexico, it would actually be Canada. Yes. Uh. But then he found Nikki, you know, a, a good home, loving parents that adopted him, and they died in a tragic car crash, and he lost his parents for the second time. And now you dumb motherfuckers are calling him a murderer. And they just instantly start crying. They just start sobbing. I love it. Yeah. And then Lucy uh, swats a fly that just and had... that has human blood in it? <laughs> has not just human blood, so much human blood... <laughs> That must be a mosquito. More blood than you'd think could fit into a bug. <laughs> also, yeah, it is like... Someone just got a ketchup butter just where like... Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Evelyn comes in, and we... It's just the exact same scene of Evelyn it's and James earlier. It's the same fucking scene! It's the same! I was like, when we were describing the earlier scene, I'm like... <laughs> no, this is the scene where he leaves, right? And like, where they, she finds... And like, no, it's just... <laughs> Because he is packing angrily, and she's like, James, what are you doing? I'm leaving. Why? Why can't we just have sex? Because it's wrong! It's how wrong! Much shit, how much shit did you need to pack, James? How much did you... You just came here on a motorcycle. You had a knapsack at most. Uh, and she's like, oh, James, please don't leave. I've fallen in love with you. Also, my husband's dead in a horrible car accident, and he yeah, immediately like, realizes, ah, oh, fuck, you're framing me for murder, god you're damn You're framing it. me for murder? Yeah, like, the police drive up, and she's like, ooh, also, uh... Yeah, about that, James. But, no, you don't understand. Malcolm, it was his idea. He's not my brother, he's my lover, and he's jealous of you. I love you, though. I was going to frame you, but now I'm in love with you. Please don't go. And he's just like, ah, fuck this. <laughs> he's like, no, I think I'm gonna go. I have my, I have finally earned up enough points to make one smart decision for the month, so. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just gonna go. Yeah, my single brain cell is working tonight, so I'm going yeah, to leave. Yeah, like, the, the cooldown has happened enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he runs out, and he's, like, hiding from the cops, but luckily Donna's there, and she intercepts him, and she gets him out of there. She's like, hey, dipshit. Uh-huh. Quit watching them start running. <laughs> and then uh, the final scene, Leo, stumbling through the woods, finds a cabin. And In he, the woods? Oh. And he pushes his way into it. 
And there's all, you know, it's it, someone lives here. But, you know, it, he's... It looks like a serial killer cabin. And, like, surprise! A man sets down a flute along a long line of flutes. <laughs> what the fuck we, is happening? What? <laughs> see, in addition to being a chess guy, Wyndham Earl is a flute guy. Is this where Dale Cooper learned it? Business on this sandwich. <laughs> yeah, the, is how many gimmicks can we give Wyndham Earl? <laughs> well, they, I mean, D- Cooper did this. This was the first thing he did when he showed up in town made a fucking whistle. That's true. Oh, shit. He learned it that connection. <laughs> he learned, <laughs> I learned it from you, Earl. Uh, Cooper can, Cooper's only going to have to whittle a little whistle. Wyndham can whittle a whole he flute. Whittle, he can whittle five flutes in the time it took him <laughs> to, to make one whistle. Oh, how could Cooper possibly stand up to that? I know I said it a lot with Jean Renault, but this time Cooper really might have met his match. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, Le- Wyndham picks up his gun and Leo gets freaked out. Leo does not seem like he is fully, like, recovered. He's just kind of like, where's Shelly? Oh, gun, I gotta walk away now. He's like, no, 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 friend, yeah, no, come no, in. No, buddy, no, buddy, buddy, come in, come on. What's your name? Leo, huh? Nice to meet you, Leo. I... I'm you Wyndham can, Earl. You can call me Wyndham. Wyndham Earl! <laughs> Look at all my weird rags hanging from the ceiling. And, and he's got a really fancy chessboard with, like, stone statue pieces, and he's the window blows open. And, like, <laughs> uh, chessboard. Yeah. And he's he like, said, Look weird. at my chessboard, I chiseled it myself. Uh-huh. And he's like, we're gonna play a new game. I need um, a second guy to do sloppier murders for me. <laughs> I figure it's... I, I almost think that Leo is going to be dead the next time we see him. Almost certainly. Yeah, he, yeah. like, just the next victim. Yeah. That would make sense. He and just brought so, himself out there. And so it's like, eh, we're not... We don't really care about, like, him killing this guy. Like, it's like a character that we know, so we're like, oh, shit. But it's like... right. Eh, Leo, you've fulfilled your purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're saying killing him here is free. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. That, that, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's this episode of Twin Peaks. Although Leo is in the thumbnail for the next episode, so who could say? Who could say? <laughs> who can say? Um, you know, I, I overall all had fun with it. Yeah. This is a fun episode, except yeah. for the Lana part. I, I feel like this show is fully turned into fun trash, but that's fine. I yeah. love... There is little I love more in this life than fun trash. Yeah. I, I, I do admit that I had seen, like, a clip of, like, early Twin Peaks on, like, tw- my Twitter timeline. Yeah. And I'm like, right. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, this was the cinema. This yeah. was the cinema, now it's the television. You know, nothing wrong with a little bit yeah. of the television now and then. No, not no. at all. Listen, I love some of the television, but yeah, yeah it's just a different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys want some questions? Yeah, please. Well, I only got one. Oh. <laughs> There's more on my on my quote tweet. Oh, okay. Um, I only look look at me because that's the one that I care about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's where I usually look as well. Uh. 
from Turtle Ant. Uh, you ever been to a war reenactment? I lived on the Mason-Dixon uh, my whole life, so I have no idea if this is a local phenomenon thing. Uh, I, I live in California. We don't know anything about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lived in Florida most of my life, which is uh, pretty far away from any... Uh... <laughs> right. I lived in Kentucky, which probably did have a lot of reenactment going on, but nowhere near me. Uh, yeah. Did have a lot of uh, Confederate flags, though. Oh, yeah. Gotta have them. Uh-huh. No, yeah, listen, we had a bunch in Florida, too. Yeah. Uh, and then I went way up to Ohio, and they had a bunch of Confederate flags. And my mom yeah. was like, why do they have that? That's not even. We're not even Southern. And I'm like, uh-huh. mm, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's racism. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I, I've never been to a... Uh, war reenactment the closest i ever gotten was in saint augustine they have like some guys dressed up as like spaniards fire like a cannon at like mm. twice a day or something and i went there for a school trip yeah yeah kentucky was weird in the civil war because it was like i think it tried to be neutral but like also they like had a confederate and a union government in kentucky weird yeah yeah. You gotta pick one, guys. Right. Like, a lot of people wanted to secede, but not enough to, like, really lock it in. Yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, from at Max Knightley, uh, what's your favorite old-timey board game? Do you have a one that got away in a professional or creative sense? Old-timey board game. What are, what are we thinking with that? Um, specifically the checkers in front of Cracker Barrel. Oh, sure. Love a Cracker Barrel checkers. Yeah. This is regular checkers, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, it's okay. a big, like, carpet hung on a wall, and, like, the pieces are Velcro. Oh, okay. Yeah, you play it while you're waiting for your table. <laughs> yeah. I, I see. And yeah, then yeah. you get to your table, and then you play the peg jump game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think the last time I went to Cracker Barrel was with you, Luke. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and we embarrassed ourselves. We, we, I embarrassed me. Well, we we embarrassed the waiter accidentally, and that made us feel terrible. Yes. Wasn't that also the place where that lady was asking you about your shirt on That's the way That's what I'm out? talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. okay. Uh, and then also there was the time where we just went to the Cracker Barrel to go to the bathroom, and Luke said, uh-huh. I'm about to crack this barrel. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, that lady, you, you, you didn't have to bring that up. You really didn't. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. <laughs> you were wearing a Homestuck shirt, and the lady asked you, like, hey, it, what is it that? Was, it was specifically a Jap box, let me tell you about Homestuck shirt. I forgot it was a TKO yeah, it was a, yeah, Homestuck it was a TKO shirt. shirt. Oh, that's so much worse. So she was asking you what your shirt was, trying to be, like, polite and makes like, you know, friendly small talk. And you're just like, oh, it's just a thing. Like, you didn't yeah, want to have I- to explain the layers of it. And I she was walked like, away and I laughed at you for being for yes. putting yourself in this situation, and you laughed. And then she saw us laughing and thought we were laughing at her for being a dumb Yahoo that didn't understand your cool T-shirt. No, <laughs> yeah, and I felt very bad and very embarrassed. <laughs> and then she stopped us as we were pulling out of the parking lot, made you roll your window, like, "Hey, I wasn't. I was just trying to understand your shirt." And we we're like, "Oh God." <laughs> And then we lost it, and then you looked at me and goes, I think now's the time to play Hamilton. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where we were. <laughs> that's where we were. Stupider people. 
Um, Molly, well, do you have a favorite old-timey board game? Uh, I, I, does chess count? Sure. Chess is the old-timey board game, sure. right? Yeah. yeah. I like it even if I'm bad at it. Yeah. Um, one that got away professionally or creative sense. I mean, they have creative things that like I've been a part of or like thought of that never took off, but I'm at the stage where I've kind of made peace with that. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. going to say, uh, not in like a way I remember, so probably not. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I had written a comic book when I was in like high school and we like were really working on it, but like, eh, that doesn't really matter to me anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because I saw our friend Crystal uh, make a funny tweet about Wyndham Earl. Yeah, I did retweet that. Yeah, yeah it's very good. Uh, anything for you, Luke? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm fully distracted now. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then from uh, Alt Trainer, do you have an evil rival? If you didn't, uh, would you want an evil rival? Uh, my evil rival uh, does not know that I exist, so no. Mm. Mm. Do I have an evil rival? Yeah, like, there's people like... That I just kind of don't like. Right, yeah. But I'm not sure if we're aligned on different sides of the good and evil spectrum. The thing about my evil rivals is they're all just rich people. Yeah, I feel like for a rival they have to know you exist. Well, you yeah, say that, definitely. and yet here we are. It's not a rivalry, you know? Because that's always the gag in the anime. Like, the, the badass rival shows up, they're like, wait, who are you? Like, it doesn't count yet. Yeah. Yeah, to be a full-fledged rival, they you they need to know you and hate you. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of people who know me and hate me. It has to be mutual. But you don't think about them. See, they're, you're the opposite. The <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I admire my haters. I love that for them. <laughs> like, the most is like, yeah, that person like kind of like just mildly annoys me, and I think I mildly annoy them, so like... <laughs> right. Neither of us is really evil. I don't have anybody who's like, ooh, I gotta beat them out. I've gotta outperform them at the thing. Where's Except your, where, for me. Where are you at your uh, chess AI level? <laughs> <laughs> I have not played <laughs> chess in a while. Yeah, I, I was like, this is, I think, maybe too far gone, but I just wanted to yeah. bring it up. <laughs> and listen, I do obsessively look at uh, Eidolon's Graftrion numbers, and for the top, like, 1,000, be like, okay, which idiot do I need to... Uh, have more money than to feel good about myself. Yeah. I, s- I, I simply think it's just should... a real practice in me and Luke having anxiety on a microphone. <laughs> I just simply think we should have more uh, subscribers than every Harry Potter podcast on Patreon. Is that so much That's to ask? That's so true. That's th- Does uh, Shrieking Check count in that? Uh, yes, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Also, they're not number okay. one, so, you know, it doesn't matter. All right. Number one is Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, the ones that are like, hey, what if we treated the Harry Potter books like the Bible and analyzed them from a scriptural perspective? Hey, what? Yeah, huh? Hey, what? Yeah. Uh, All my organs just, like, went to the back of my spine. (laughs) Yep. They fell out of my body. They're the They're like like hiding from the information. They have more than ten times as many patrons as us, and I just think that's unjust. 
That is. isn't just. I think we have a new rival. But again, they don't know us. They fucking will. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway. That's it for questions. Luke, where can I find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows I do on AudioEntropy.com, such as the aforementioned Eidolon Playtest. It's an actual play podcast that I do not GM right now, because we're doing a bunch of miniseries. Uh, we are just now wrapping up Eidolon Daft, uh, our first one, based on the musical stylings of Daft Punk. Not really. It's just we use some of the names. This is yeah. When you, when you hear this podcast, uh, the entirety of Daft is already free. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and and if you've already listened to it on the Patreon, listen to it one more time. Matter of fact, if you're listening to this podcast, the first episode Shut of Idol on Spice will be available for free. <laughs> That's true. Which uh, is GM by uh, Fabby. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's go, a good time. Uh, go and download it. Zigga zigga ah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <sighs> that's what I You're really You're not even really on want. the show, and yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm supporting, you guys. I know. Well, well you know, she's on Idol on Pasta. The second episode of which should be going should be up by the time you listen to this, uh, hopefully. Uh, actually, where can I find you on the internet? You can find me at Yarlybro with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. Uh, you can also find me at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley your Give fucking Ashley money. Your fucking money. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Molly, she, she should, should be making you. more money than the weird Harry Potter Bible people. That's yeah. so true. But not as much as Eidolon. Right, yeah. There's going to be a fine line here. <laughs> we are threading a needle, but we will get there. Um, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with Y-E-R. You can find me at audiomhp.com. Uh, I need mayo.com, the second best game dot club. That Dragon Age 2 episode is up for real now. I guess it is when you hear the other episode, too. Uh, th- there was a delay in editing because Nora was very sick, but she's better now, so. That's good. I'm glad. Uh, listen to me talk about how just boring Dragon Age 2 is. Because that's its main sin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you go audio entry, but come. Audio oh, entry. Boy. Yeah, I lost it there for a minute. You can go to audioentropy.com, hit that donate button up our right-hand corner. Give us a little money for hosting the website. Leave us a review everywhere you can with the highest rating you can. Thank you, and that's it. Ashley, get us out of here. Well, real Until quick, next time. Uh, next time, Oh, we're going to be talking about Twin Peaks Episode 23, a.k.a. Twin Peaks Episode 22, a.k.a. Twin Peaks Season 2 Episode 15, a.k.a. Slaves and Masters, directed by actress Diane Keaton. Well, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this is uh, like conventional wisdom says this is the single worst episode of Twin Peaks. Okay. I don't think that's true, but we'll see. <laughs> All right. Luke, what's the, the worst, worst episode? episode of- gotta be one that fucking Mr. Tajimura's in. You think so? I, I, I mean, he's like, just such a black fucking hole. He is, but like the rest of the show around him is really good. Yeah, that's the I problem. I agree. That there's one weaker episode in that run that would just, like, cannot yeah. escape that gravity, though. There's gotta yeah. be. Probably. Anyway. Anyway. Thanks, Miss Keaton. Thanks, Miss Keaton. Until next time. Damn fine podcast. <laughs>